Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studio. Studio. So we've had Light Beam Solutions come on the show over the years. It used to be Mark Bergen would come on the show. And Mark would just talk about sports. We wouldn't talk about healthcare at all. We'd end up talking for 30 minutes about who was going to win the Super Bowl or, or March Madness or whatever is going on in the sports world. We're, we're coming to you live from, from Rise National in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You're listening to the Lance Day Radio Network. This is a HealthCast series hosted by yours truly, James Lewis III. And we appreciate everyone listening on our national syndication platform and also people listening on Lance State Plus, where I podcast every version um, of every episode specifically of, of the show. We have Jennifer Paul with us with Lightbeam Solutions, and she's going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Lightbeam and, and some of the things that you're doing for, for the various care models. Uh, we've, this has been a very good conference. I'm, I'm impressed with the, with the attendance. There's a lot of energy in, in the building. There, there are a lot of uh, really talented individuals that, that have had, um, I think that people had a lot of time to, to be away from conferences because of, of COVID, and people are back at conferences now. So it's been a lot of energy and, and a fantastic um, event. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Jennifer. I've never met you before. So you're, you're literally a walk-up interview. But, but I've talked to Lightbeam many times over the years, so I know what you guys do. But tell us a little bit about yourself before we start talking about Lightbeam Solutions. All right. Thank you very much for having me. My name is Jen Paul. Uh, I work for Lightbeam. I have been in the healthcare space for several years. I'm right. married to a provider and uh, decided right. to try to understand what was talked about at the So you're table. married to a provider. I am married to a what, provider. What, uh, what, what does he specialize in? It's a she. Psychiatry. Oh, what is she? I'm sorry. What does she okay. specialize in? It's okay. In? Psychiatry. Okay. Um, psychiatry. Psychiatry. So explain psychiatry, uh, the difference between psychiatry and psychology. Medical doctor versus non-medical doctor. Got it. So psychiatrist is a medical doctor. Yes. Got it. Makes yes. a lot of sense. Yes. So tell us about, so you are married to a provider, mm-hmm. so you're constantly having that, that back and forth. I'm married to a, um, a school teacher, so every time, she's always correcting my grammar, or, you know, if I make a mistake or something like that. So it must be interesting when you're in a profession, you're married to someone in a profession, that must be, be interesting at, at home. But tell us about your side of the business, because you're not a clinician, I don't think you're a clinician. I'm not a cl- clinician. So tell us, tell us about your side of the business. How did you end up working with Lightbeam, and, and what is your specific role? My specific role is in sales, so I'm in business development, but it is really interesting. So I look at my spouse and I see how if a patient discharges from an acute environment in a hospital, it takes six to nine months to get in to see my spouse. We have friends texting us saying, can you get so-and-so in? Is there anything you can do? Interesting. And there are not enough Does she control that directly or is it just based on the referrals? Referrals. There's no flexibility. So she can't just say, well, hey, you're my friend or you're a friend of the family or something like that. We'll, We'll get you in. No, no. Wow. And so I... And that's uh, a huge issue in healthcare. It uh, is. Not just for psychiatry, but any specialty provider services. Um, that that you're, you're kind of breaking down one of the, the major issues in healthcare as far as access is, is concern. Concern. It's specifically with behavioral health and specifically after COVID. Absolutely. Right. So it's a unique vantage point being in this industry, but also seeing at home and also seeing the burden that it places on the providers at mm. home. Um, so it's a very unique advantage point in helping execute for our clients, we have support programs to help them through that. So it now is to draw to yeah. draw a little bit more from your spouse, because I have another follow up question. Yeah, please. 
being that you live that, what 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 has she seen since COVID and and just? I mean, talking to someone that that actually is is in that world. I mean, I think that we were all really displaced and. We all felt disenfranchised. Uh, we all had some level of, of depression, mm-hmm. anxiety. And then for me, it was funny. The anxiety for me was coming back. Because it's just like the first time I went to an event and I didn't have a mask on, I was like, oh, man, am I going to get sick? Is something going to happen? And I'm, I'm, very, I'm very transparent on the show. That's part of the reason it's successful. I, I lost my mother to COVID. Okay. So I watched my mother on a ventilator for, for 31 days. And um, it's, fu- it's not funny. Funny is a bad term. But it's, it's ironic my mother got sick while I was at Rise West here in Colorado Springs several years ago, and I rushed home to see her. And I was only—I only spent one more day with her before she went on the mm-hmm. ventilator. So, just the anxiety for that. I know so many people that lost loved ones to, uh, due to COVID, but even those that didn't, just the isolation, uh, the not being together at work, not not the human touch, the 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 smell, the the tangible things of, of being a human being. I feel like we lost that, and that's had a profound impact on on so many people over the years. Did she did she just see things explode in in her practice, or or is it kind of more status quo? Or, do people that work in that field know that there's a lot of underlying depression just in general Western society? First, before I answer that, I'm very sorry about your loss. Oh, okay. Very, Thank very you. Thank you very much. Um, absolutely. There was a spike in need for care. There was mm. an, a huge spike in need for care. But unfortunately, there's not enough psychiatrists to service the need. Right. Yeah. No, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. So now that now we've got to know each other a, a little bit. Now, why did you why did you go come work for for Lightbeam? For Light, my yeah, what co- made you what made you come and work for Lightbeam? The company that I worked for, Care Signal, was right. acquired by Lightbeam. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah. When they when they when they write the check. So, <laughs> what did you did you do the same role at Care Signal? Business or? development. Okay. I did. I did. So, what does a business development leader for for a company like Lightbeam that's in the healthcare space? What do you focus on? Are you building relationships? Are you the person that's going to take me out to dinner tonight for for New York Strip? steak um or are you going to take me to where are you from st louis so you're going to take me to a cardinals game yeah, you know is that, is that what are sports. what are the type of interactions that someone in, in your role has absolutely um learning your needs so i am relationship driven and okay. as transparent as can be just like you as you had shared before and so for me it's all about the relationship okay um what what are you looking for where are your challenges what are your needs scalability with resources right now is the number one thing as well as health equity uh and identifying 80 percent of outcomes are driven by non-clinical factors so how do we advance health equity how do we identify the need within populations speaking my language now yeah right exactly exactly that i love what we do and passionate about it i can i can see it and um see it on your face now that we got to know you Tell us about your company. What is what what is Lightbeam's core competency? What do you bring to the table? I mean, we've had we've had these interviews with Mark, like I said, over the years. But what what does Lightbeam do now? Because all of this stuff is fluid. Everybody's sure. getting into different spaces. But are you an analytics vendor? Are you an SDOH vendor? Are you a risk adjustment vendor? Are you a heated stars vendor? Are you all of the above? Do you have uh, do you do BPO? Do you have teams out in India or the Philippines or in Dominican Republic? I mean, I've heard so many different. Um, strategies. What what does Lightbeam do, and, and what are the best things that that your company focuses on? Right now, the major focus is health equity. All right. So we're really focused on ACO reach. If you're familiar with ACO reach, I am identifying uh, social inequities and health equities disparities within communities. We have developed a what we call Radion. So it's a health equity toolkit, and it's free nice. for all. We just wanted to do our part to promote health equity. Uh, so if you, anyone out there listening to this podcast, if you want to send us your zip codes uh, with a one mile, 10 mile, or 100 mile radius, we're happy to provide you with health equity toolkit reports, which really we're going to look at your population. We're going to look at it down to the 
the census block level, so the four digits after your zip code, and we're going to look at your poverty rates. We're I don't even know the four digits after my zip code. <laughs> I, have, I have absolutely no idea what those four digits are. But we'll look at your screening rates. We'll look at your poverty rates. We're going to tell you, right. help you identify where you can send a mobile unit in for mammograms or breast cancer screenings, et cetera. So that light beam, light beam was always your traditional pop health analytics vendor, right. but we have become, now we consider ourselves an enablement vendor. Very so we nice. have your analytics population health management platform, which is your traditional uh, closing care gaps, receiving those claims, post-adjudicated claims. We have that, but then we have CareSignal, which is deviceless remote patient monitoring. And then we have Javion, which is clinical and SDOHAI. We have supplemental care managers. We have a referral platform. Lightbeam is enablement, anything right. that you need. So that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious, I think my, my next question is, is talking to leaders in the space why is SDOH so important? You know, I, I spent many years working on the payer side as an executive, so I would hire companies like Lightbeam, and, uh, you know, I ran Quality Shop, I ran the Risk Adjustment Shop, the Heatus team reported to me, um, right. the Star Ratings reported to me, the Value-Based Care reported to me, and you're always looking for the mix of vendors, so you've kind of established yourself. You talked about your own philosophy of customer service and, and kind of things that Lightbeam is, is built upon, but why is SDOH so important? You know, you didn't hear the term SDOH five years ago in this industry. Now, I think that we're at a place where we've realized you can't get this done alone. You can't have silos. Social determinants of health, drilling down to the zip code level is so important. Uh, but why do you think it's, it's so important based on, on your, your work and, and your prowess? Because we've left patients behind. And because we've left patients behind, they've suffered financially right. uh, and in regards to their health care. What are, what are the cornerstones? So if you were building a a perfect healthcare system. What are what are some of the things that you would add if you're if you're giving advice to a plan? Should plans invest in transportation? Should they invest in um, silver seekers? Should they invest in um, let's see broadband internet access? Should they invest in food delivery? What are what are some of the key things that that you feel that that health plans getting into bid season as people are deciding what they're going to do with their with their bids for next year? What should people be investing in? So if they're even talking about health equity within their strategy, that's a win going forward. Okay. Um, that is something that we are seeing gradually. I was at a I was at a conference last week. Last week, yesterday, ATA, American Telehealth Association, all right. spent many hours in a, in a three-hour RPM deep dive, and all of the conversation about the deep dive was about hardwired RPM. Well, individuals who can't afford Wi-Fi or broadband yeah. or live in those unique communities, right. they can't utilize those tools and resources. So we're still... You can't do the patient monitoring stuff Exactly. Either. You can't, right. but you can with deviceless RPM that can reach everyone. So there are tools and resources okay. out there that are available. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about um, what made you decide to get into this field. Is your, <laughs> is your background in, did you study, do you have an MPH or is, I'm always, I'm always very intrigued on how people got, I don't think any of us, when we were nine said, hey, you know, I wanna, I wanna work in quality, you know, I wanna, I wanna work, I wanna either be on the vendor side or the, or the provider side or the payer side, and I wanna focus on risk scores, and I wanna focus on star ratings, and I wanna focus on those type of relationships and come to conventions like this. Um, I think all of us wanted to do good, we want people to be healthy and, and live long and prosperous, but what, what made you get into this field? What attracted you to this field? The truth. I'm married to uh, my wife, Brooke. So that's how? No, oh, there's more to that oh, story. Okay. 
Um, we have two little boys, right. and when we were decided we were going to have children, we asked one of her best friends from med school to be the dad. Okay. He, he and his husband live three houses from us. Okay. They're all three doctors. Oh, very so nice. So you have a psychiatrist. So you're just surrounded by. I am, by, and I was left out of the conversation. Yeah, I can. The I can table, do that. I tell you right? that I couldn't do it. They're that all, wouldn't work for me. And they're I, that all three doctors. That work. That wouldn't work. And I had a, a change in my career, and I said I'm going to get into healthcare. Doctors think they know everything. I, I can't be around three doctors at the same time. <laughs> Value-based care. At least when I come in. To do a value-based care session, you know they're paying me to do it. So, but uh, that was but that's, my first. No, that's very that's very interesting. So it was really it was really your family unit. It was really the people that you love and, and trust and you know intimate with and, and share with the most. What did you do before you got into healthcare? If you don't mind me asking. Sure, sure. Um, I Were was you in business development for another co- company or I know, was other I other. Was. other I was in transportation and logistics right. for a long time, and then I was in government applications. All right, well, both are applicable to healthcare. Yeah. So that's that's very. But good. the first move that I was in, I uh, left those careers, and I started working working in BPCI, so value-based right. care, and I spent four years, and that was enlightening to me. I'm sure. The changes that we can make and the, the improvements. Um, not only, it's communication. It all comes down to people want to be seen. Patients want to be seen. Patients want to be heard. Um, nice. And that's, that's, what, that's what we were able to do in BPCI and generate phenomenal outcomes. Um, so that was my first go in healthcare, that's and awesome. then here I am today. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for spending some time with us. If we want to get in touch with you, anybody listening, or, or particularly watching, because we get a lot of people watching on, on the Rise website or, or on LinkedIn. If someone wants to get in touch with Jennifer Paul, how do we find you? Are you a LinkedIn person? Or you, you, do we hit you on the gram? You always say, what's, what's your social, not your social security, but social media? Where, where do we find you or, or Lightbeam if we're interested in getting a demo or finding out more? I am on LinkedIn, Jen Paul right. on LinkedIn. And then with Lightbeam, Paul at lightbeamhealth.com. All right. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us. I hope that you in, enjoyed uh, your time. It's probably not what you were expecting. I think I turned on the music. You're like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> it's, it's never what people expect. It's always I, try, I always try to throw people a few curveballs. But, but thank you so much for spending some time and, and sharing your story. I think the I'm very interested. Anybody can read the HCC manual or you know, managed care stuff. I mean, it's all out there, the tech specs, but I like talking to real people about their real experiences, their families, what shaped them, what molded them. Uh, that's what I find interesting and that's what I take away from these conferences. So thank you so much yeah, for spending some time you. with us. I appreciate you having me on. All right. All right. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paradigm 7 Studios. This is Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. The Lance J Radio Network is now on WWE 1100 a.m. weekdays from 3 to 4 p.m. I've been wanting to get into the Atlanta market for a long time. Listen to me and the rest of the ticket talk sports, politics, healthcare as DJ Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad, shines on the wheels of steel playing the best in classic hip-hop. Catch the show live or download the iHeartRadio application. Did you know that 12,000 people are turning 65 years old every day? Many seniors will no longer be able to age in place and will need to look for individualized solutions. 
Upside Home is a personalized service for older adults that provides a gateway to independence and social experiences. Members choose how and where they want to live. Then their home manager connects them with services, anonymities, and community events that promote overall wellness. Learn how Upside Home helps older adults age in the right place by calling 954-504-6122 or visiting UpsideHome, that's H-O-M, dot com. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the worriers, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. 